Today's episode is going to be a pretty big switch up from what we are normally accustomed to on Motor City Hardball. We're not going to be talking about any baseball today, even though the Tigers did sweep the Yankees at home first time since 2000, the year that Comerica Park opened, and the Tigers split the series between the Brewers, and they are currently nine games back of 500 baseball. That's the only baseball that we're going to talk today. Um, today's episode is just a bit of a switch up for fun. Um, <laughs> this Today what we're going to be talking about kind of came up for me this past weekend. Uh, I was, I don't even remember, I was talking to a bunch of my friends and I had just thought of this idea. It's nothing crazy. And the fact is, is like you'll be able to know just by the, the title of the episode so at this point like you already know what i'm going to talk about but uh i think it's just going to be fun and we'll see where and how it goes and maybe you have some suggestions that maybe i didn't even think of so let's get this one started welcome to motor city hardball presented by blue wire hustle On today's episode, we look back at the restaurants and stores that have since closed in the West Bloomfield and Farmington Hills area. This is more of a nostalgia-based episode rather than anything else. Um, That's right, we are going to be talking about those restaurants and stores that have closed. Uh, And let me clarify this these aren't places that have closed due to covid these are places that closed just because they closed something you know from so many years ago that maybe there was a restaurant that you always went to and it closed unfortunately um and this this idea came to me like like i said it was this weekend and someone had told me like oh like you should mention this in in you know one of your episodes or your podcast and i figured well instead of making it like a small little segment at the end or at the beginning of, you know, your usual episode. Why not just create a whole episode based around it? So obviously today's episode is not going to be about baseball. Uh, It's just a little bonus episode for fun. Uh, I believe this would be episode number 24. So I've come a long way and I figured why not, you know, switch things up for a little bit and uh, have some fun with this one. So I have a list of about 14, I believe I counted, um, places that have closed in both West Bloomfield and Farmington Hills. And yeah, they're just restaurants and stores. And basically, I'm just going to go based off of memory of what I remember about these places in particular. Um, Maybe share any possible memories or stories that come to mind. Um, But for the most part, as much as I can recall about these places that I'm about to list off, that's as far as it goes like maybe one place i might only remember just like what the bathrooms look like and that's fine because maybe you'll hear this place that i name and be like wait no i remember what this looked like or i used to always get this there um so this is gonna be a fun episode and um we'll see how this one goes and it's likely that in the near future i could bring on a guest actually i'd love to bring someone on like it would have been fun and i'm not like live regretting this on the episode it it would be fun to have someone else discuss this topic with but for now we're just gonna roll solo 
and uh, we're going to start with the Old Dunhams. So the Old Dunhams was on, it, like, okay, first off, Orchard Lake and 14 Mile. Like, that whole, the roundabout and all that shit, like, it, it never used to exist. We know that. Like, it used to just be filled with a bunch of lights. There were no roundabouts, and there was always crazy traffic. Like, that was why they put the roundabout in there in the first place. So it was just past, like, the honey tree, which some people call George's. I don't call it George's. I literally, it is honey tree to me. Um, so if you're driving down like Northwestern and honey trees on the right, and then you make a right turn onto Orchard Lake, the old Dunham's was like right in there. And it was, from what I remember, it was like a yellowish building, um, like on the outside. And it was kind of gross. Like it was sort of dusty. Um, and it was really big. And I remember when the Dunham's moved like across the street. It was kind of a big deal. And I don't know. See, I don't really remember exactly where the old Dunham's was. I think it was kind of where, like, there's, like, that Mr. Allen's or the Snipes. Like, that weird little, like, like uh, a bunch of little stores that I've never been to. There Maybe there used to be, like, a pieology in there or something. You guys probably know what I'm talking about. But I just remember the old Dunham's being, like, yellow and dusty. And those are, like, the vibes that I have from the old Dunham's. Um, speaking of old places that were right there that moved, the old Dairy Queen. Um, that was also right next to the Dunham's. So many times in the summer or just whenever, like, I would go to Dunham's and then i go to Dairy Queen after. Or, like, you would go to Dairy Queen first and then you go to Dunham's. Like, the two of those, like, kind of went hand in hand with places that you would go to as an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old in West Bloomfield. Like, those were the places to go. If you went to the Dairy Queen, you were definitely going to Dunham's after. If you went to Dunham's, you were definitely going to Dairy Queen after. Continuing with the theme of places that have since moved, let's talk about the old Leo's. So the old Leo's was next to Tapper's. Or no, not Tapper's, Emery's. The old Leo's was next to Emery's, was also next to another place, a big place, hint, a bookstore, which we will also talk about very soon. Uh, But the old Leo's, again, another place that was just kind of gross. Like, I remember walking into the old Leo's, and it was like, uh, like it was a double door, so you'd walk into the first door, and then I believe you'd walk into like the second door. I think it was like a double door type place. Anyway... The floor, I remember the floors of Leo's were just like, it was like brown. It almost looked like, um, what's that place? Like Corktown. When you go to Corktown in Detroit and the ground is just not cork, but it's like, like wood bricky type thing. Like that was like the floor at Leo's, especially in the bathroom. I remember, I remember one time I went to the bathroom at Leo's and I was like, man, I hope I never have to go to the bathroom here again. It was gross. Like, they used to have, and it's so funny how I remember this, like these little details. But I remember the soap in the bathroom uh, at Leo's was pink. I don't know why. I don't know why I remember that. But the, the soap in that bathroom was always pink. When do you see pink soap? Except for the old Leo's. Um, and then I also remember like the murals. That old Leo's had a like a painting of a lady. So it was like a painting of a lady. And she had like a... She was holding like a wok and inside the wok was a little fire. And I think at most Leo's, like I actually went to the Leo's out in Commerce Township a couple weeks ago, like the one that's by Walmart 
and Sonic and all that. And they had that same mural. So I guess, to my surprise, that mural isn't wasn't just specific to the old Leos. And the real Leos fans out there know the exact mural that I'm talking about, like the painting on the wall. And I always thought that that little flame that was in her walk was like a hot dog. I don't know why. Um, so if you, if that just like triggered something for you, like if that just rang a bell, like, oh my God, I remember that Leo's mural. Like, I'm glad that I could be the one to shoot that memory back in your mind because that to me always sticks out. When I think of old Leo's, I think of that weird ass mural on the wall, um, the gross floor, the pink soap in the bathroom, but that's about it. Like I went to that old Leo's so often but that's all I can remember. And then I know that they changed, like, at one point it became, like, some other type of Leo's. Like, like that Leo's moved across the street over by Coles and stuff. But the building was still there, and it became something else. Like, a different Coney Island. But it wasn't Leo's, and it wasn't as good. And I remember thinking, like, wh- what was the big deal? Like, why did Leo's have to switch? Because that was the OG spot. So many of us have been to that old Leo's. And I really hope that there are people out there listening right now to this that remember more about the old Leo's than I do because unfortunately that's all that I can think of and I know that there's way more out there. This next place also goes hand in hand with that Leo's and that of course is Borders. I would go to Borders all the freaking time. And it was that same scenario where if you went to Leo's, you would always go to Borders after. It'd be weird if you went to Leo's and you didn't go to Borders. Because, one, we were all kids. Like, anyone who's listening to this, most likely you're my age. Like, we grew up in the same area. You would always go to Leo's, and then you would always go to Borders after. Um, I was a kid, and, like, I, I was a kid who loved to read. Like, I, I don't really read that much now, but, like, I loved reading as a kid. And I would go to Borders, and I would always go and look at, like, the Harry Potter books, and I'd look at the picture books. Like, we would all do that. And for some reason, that Borders was, like, home. Like, like you could go to, the like, the library, like, the Farmington Hills Library. You can go to the West Bloomfield Library. And sure, like, you wouldn't have to pay for a book. Like, you could just rent whatever you wanted. Um, but something about being at Borders and, like, buying a book from borders just hit so differently i also remember too when you would go to checkout when you'd go to the checkout at borders they had um the like those little like lindor truffles like that that were individually wrapped and they always had peanut butter ones and to this day i have not been able to find peanut butter lindor truffles those things are so good and that borders always had them and they'd be like 20 cents and i would just get a bunch of them but I don't think they exist anymore. I, they is in those peanut butter Lindor truffles. Um, but yeah, it's so funny. I used to always get those there. And then after Borders closed, I never found them since then. Um, but Borders was just one of those like nostalgic, you know, places where you could just sit down and read a book and you can be there for hours. Or if you were like, remember the days when the book fair happened at school and sometimes you just didn't get the chance to get the book that you really wanted so you would go to borders and you'd get it and you'd see it or like you would see the books that you saw at the book fair at borders like the vibes at borders were just immaculate you would go to the cd section and you could look through all the cds like i love doing that and then they even had like this was so old obviously where you could 
like listen to the CDs, but you couldn't pick what you wanted. Like they just had a select number of CDs out and like headphones, like your basic computer lab elementary school headphones. Nothing special, just like a foamy little circle for your ear. And you'd put them on and you would like listen to the music. And I love doing that. And they also probably had like cassettes too. So if you went over to like the CDs, there's like CDs, cassettes, they had like the DVDs, um, movies and stuff. And also, I don't know if you guys remember this, but remember when like a new movie would come out like in the movie theaters, it'd be like a classic movie. Like, uh, I don't know, think like Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean because that's how I pronounce it. Anyway, that movie would come out and it'd be in theaters and it'd be in theaters for a while. And then in order for it to come out on DVD, I swear it would take like five months. Like the movie would be in theaters and then months and months and months later, it would finally come out onto a DVD. Why was that? Like nowadays, I mean, before COVID, like a new, a new movie would come out and then boom, like you can get it on DVD, like within a week, I swear. Like it would like coincide with the, the, uh, release date of the movie. Like you could go to the movies and also the movie would be out on DVD and maybe I'm wrong, but nowadays everything just straight to HBO max or straight to Hulu or straight to Netflix. like the world has changed. That's, there's no question. Um, but yeah, for some reason when a movie would come out back in the day, I swear it would take months to come out on DVD for you to watch it again. But I, yeah, the day I found out that that borders closed was tough. It was heartbreaking, and I'm sure it was for a lot of you guys as well. Next, we have California Pizza Kitchen. This was a place that I went to once. I always thought it was a ripoff, and there wasn't anything special about it. First, it was just a, a chain restaurant. Second, this is Michigan. Why do I need to go to a California Pizza Kitchen? There is the one that was in the mall. I never went to that location. I went to the one that was next to the borders for just the, the one time. And I remember just not being impressed and realizing like, oh, there's so many other pizza places, like Buddies, like Jets, that is just so much better than this. Like, what is this crap? And people loved it. People were always at that California Pizza Kitchen. I don't understand. Like, what was the, there's so many better restaurants on Orchard Lake Road and you decide to go to California Pizza Kitchen? CPK? Sick, bro. I don't know. I, I never was one for a California Pizza Kitchen. I went the one time. I was disappointed. We're going to talk about that one for like five seconds. Uh, moving on. Five Guys. Okay. Five Guys was like awesome because I believe Five Guys was like the first burger place in the area. So I never went to Jaws. So for me, Jaws is not on this list because I didn't go to Jaws. I never went, and I know people love it. Like, everyone thought Jaws was great. And I kind of regret not being able to go to Jaws. Like, I'm sure it was a really good burger place, but I never went. I never had it. Unfortunately for me, it's not on this list. So when I think of burger places, like, specific to burgers and only burgers, for me, at first, it was Five Guys. Um, what was so great about that Five Guys? Well, first, it was very close to home for me. Uh, it was, like, kind of next to the Olga's in that strip mall like with plum market and all that like i don't know what that mall is called but that's where the five guys was and i want to say it really didn't last all that long um maybe a year or so and i don't know why it closed um but we all know why five guys slaps 
first off you get a small you order a small fry and they give you an extra large fry um you walk in you're starving you can't wait for your food boom you got peanuts everywhere you look uh and you could throw the shells on the ground like and no one will get mad at you uh and then their burgers are just so good it's so greasy they're so bad for you and you don't feel so hot afterwards but like it's so worth it um and five guys for me was like that was the very first time i ever had five guys when i think of five guys i think back to that og location and this being a chain all five guys is look the same for the most part so in terms of the details there wasn't anything specific to the wb five guys um just the location itself is a great location and uh i think had i been you know in high school and like had a car or whatever like i i feel like that five guys if it if it lasted and like we were older or oldish um that it would have done really well like that five guys could have stayed open late you know maybe till 11 or 12 and on on the weekends like who knows like 12 one o'clock like that place would be hopping and if you added a bar into that five guys it'd be crazy it'd be so much fun um but yes that five guys was uh for me it was pretty og first time i ever had five guys and it's too bad it closed because then like Smashburger became a thing and like I don't know, Smashburger's alright, but like, it's no Five Guys. Next up, I wonder how many of you guys remember this place. Uh, we have Peiwei. Peiwei was so good. Peiwei was like crack food. Uh, it was located, I think it was where Qdoba is now. So where Potbelly was, or is, I should say. First, okay, Pier 1 Imports was Potbelly. So Potbelly became Pier 1. I don't remember if Peiwei coincided with Potbelly. I think Peiwei was there when Potbelly wasn't, and it was Pier 1. So I could be wrong. I'm, I don't know. But I th I'm like 90% certain that that was the case. Anyway, Peiwei was like this low-key, similar to like a P.F. Chang's, maybe cheaper, but the same idea. And I remember you'd walk into Payway, and it was very dark. This was one of the first restaurants I ever remember going to where the lights were dimmed, where you walk in and it's like almost hard to see, which gives it an immediate vibe of, ooh, classy, like, ooh, expensive. But it wasn't. That wasn't the case. Uh, I used to get the same thing every single time, and it wasn't even that much money. It was maybe like five or six bucks. I got off the kids' menu. I was still a kid and it was um like maybe like chicken lo mein or chicken teriyaki I don't know as a kid I love noodles and when you go to like those you know like Chinese and Japanese restaurants like noodles just hit differently and for me at Peiwei it was just that same awesome experience and I remember too their menu was like on screens so you would walk into Peiwei and you look on your right and like you would order at the counter there was, there was a counter where you'd order. Uh, it wasn't like a sit-down restaurant. And they would bring it to you. You know, one of the places where they hand you a number, you put it on the table, boom. Uh, they bring you your food. Um, Payway had their menus on the screens, which was awesome. I, again, this was another thing where it was like, whoa, this restaurant is bringing so many different unique ideas to life that I've never seen before. The lights dimmed. Um, ordering off a, a TV screen. Like, this was big for, what, 2007, maybe? Um, and then what was also great about Payway was you could watch them, you were watching them, like, make your food. 
It wasn't like a Benihana's or like a Samurai Steakhouse where they cook in front of you. It's not hibachi, but like it was possible. Like you would order and then you would kind of go sit down. Like you can go get yourself a drink or whatever. And you were watching them cook everything. I always liked doing that. Um, what also was great about Payway was you didn't necessarily, like you could easily get away with filling your glass with pop. Um, I wasn't much of a pop drinker. I still am not really, but they had it designed in a way where like you'd go over to the fountain machine and all the cups were there and all the cups were the same size. They all looked the same. There wasn't anything to distinguish a water cup from a pop cup. Uh, every cup was the same and you could basically just fill it up with whatever you wanted. I remember doing that all the time. I never got called out for it. And then again, whoever brought you your food is not like they remembered, uh, you know, your specific order. They don't know if you ordered a pop or not, and they're not going to complain to you. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I'm outside, and uh, that's my dog just tapping up against the window. And by the way, I should have mentioned this. I am recording this bonus episode outside solely because of my dogs. They are so loud, and anytime anybody walks past, they bark. So I didn't want to... I did not want to get involved with that today, and it's a nice day, so I'm like, you know what, let's do this outside. Anyway, back to Payway. Uh, Another thing was that they had fortune cookies. You could get, you can take as many fortune cookies as you'd like. They had them next to the glasses, I believe. And you could, it was just buckets and buckets full of of fortune cookies. And I remember their fortune cookies specifically to be the best fortune cookies I ever had. They were, they had like a vanilla kind of hint to them. Like they sort of tasted like vanilla, vanilla ice cream, I guess. And it was just so good. And I loved Payway so much for so many reasons. And again, that was another place where when I found out it closed, my heart was broken. Next up, we've got a classic spot in Big Boy. Remember Big Boy? Used to be such a popular place, and I thought they were bankrupt, but I've I've seen. There are a couple more Big Boys out there. I believe there's one on Telegraph. It looks totally different. Like, it's very, like, gentrified to look like. Like, the font and everything. I don't even think they have Big Boy out there anymore. And that's what everyone remembers most about Big Boy, was Mr. Big Boy, the statue, outside, like, holding a cheeseburger. Uh, so the Big Boy, I think it was in where prime 29 was it was right at the corner there i believe so and i also think that remember far okay farmer jack was right there too farmer jack was plum market and yeah so i think it was farmer jack it went you'd turn in that parking lot and it was big boy right there in the corner and then farmer jack was right there um and the only place that's like still exists is the olga's like that olga's has been there since the dawning of time like the Farmer Jack was there and the Big Boy, and Olga's was still there. But anyway, back to Big Boy. Um, I believe I always just got their breakfast food. I think they were known for, like, the Big Boy burger. I never had it. I always would get their breakfast. They had really good pancakes. Um, the inside, I don't really remember all that much. Like, I just remember going there and getting pancakes, and they had really good pancakes. But that's about it and the other thing too i remember about about big boy is that as like when you would leave they would give you a sugar cookie in a bag you always got the and it was like a face like the the picture of big boy's face was the cookie 
And that's the biggest thing that I remember about the remember about Big Boy. It was so good. Those cookies were the best. You'd always get them every time you left. And they were free. They never charge you because I was a kid and they'd be like, hey, have a cookie. And I took that cookie and I was just, you know, a happy kid living life. I don't remember when Big Boy closed. Uh, and Prime 29 was definitely, like, it definitely didn't go Big Boy Prime 29. There was something in between uh, Big Boy and Prime 29. And I don't, I don't recall, unfortunately. But if you guys do, let me know. Okay, I got just a few more places here. And this one is a biggie. And it means a lot to a lot of people. And that would be Champs. Remember Champs. There's so much to remember about Champs. First off, I can't believe that it closed in the first place. And how long has it been since it closed? It hasn't been that long. Maybe two or three years max. Something like that. I mean, nothing nothing crazy. Um, but Champs was just the place. For me, I would always... I found myself at Champs maybe once a week, once every other week on the weekends. Like, that was a place, like, you go to with the boys. They used to have, like, $5 apps after 9 o'clock. Everybody remembers the mile-high nachos. Like, the nach their nachos were so good. Let's just, let's just take a moment to reflect on how good the nachos were from Champs. It had the fake nacho cheese, like the crappy cheese. But it wasn't, like, like a 7-Eleven type of crap fake cheese. It was different. It was like a fake, like a... I don't even know how you describe it. But it was so good. And, like, every chip, there wasn't... There was no such thing as a naked chip on Champs nachos. Every chip had something going for it. Just like the the nachos at uh, Uptown Grill, same idea. Those there's not a naked chip in that order. Um, the Champs nachos were just mile high, like it was described, and uh, they were just so good. Uh, also, I remember their quesadillas being really good. And Champs, you know, another place where you can kind of see people like like the people in the back cooking, like the chefs. Like if you remember, like along the back wall there was like kind of a glass panel window where you could see everybody cooking like you could see maybe if you were just close enough you could see your food about to come out like you're like oh i ordered the nachos like those nachos are definitely mine sure enough you know you were right um but champs was just a place for so many different things i went there for like homecomings and like after party this and after the football game that and champs was like we would go to champs all the time and it was nice too because like, you had Jay Alexander's and you had Champs. Like, you had your choice. If you're looking to spend a little more cheese, obviously you can go to Jay Alexander's. But at the same time, Champs wasn't so bad. Like, for what you were paying, yes, it was cheaper than Jay Alexander's, but it was still good. And their desserts were really good, too. They had, like, the, the cook... I don't even remember what it was called. I just remember the Mile High Nachos. And then the dessert that everyone always ordered was, like, the something-something cookie pie cookie something i don't know it was just like this melted like sunday with like two chocolate chip cookies it slapped and you would always split it with someone at the end of a meal um wasn't that expensive and champs was just so good it was so iconic like such a staple to like west bloomfield and orchard lake road and it's hard to believe that it's gone and i wonder what it, it just sits there it's just this empty building like what is champs going to become got to be something great and even though it's been some time since it's closed like hopefully we'll all agree one day that hey whatever opened up was worth the wait 
Um, so I, I miss champs. I know a lot of you guys do too. And yeah, rest in peace champs. And another thing too, before we move on, there was the champs shoe store and then there in the mall at 12 Oaks. And there's also the champs restaurant. I don't remember which one had two peas. I think the champs restaurant had two peas and the champs shoe store had one pea. I believe so. All right, guys, last but not least, uh, this is a place that is, v- again, very special to a lot of people. This closed, I want to say, maybe eight years ago, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, just a classic spot. Uh, it is now Buffalo Wild Wings, and you probably remember it as, drumroll please, Max and Irma's. Max and Irma's. What a great spot. Max and Irma's used to have the best chicken tortilla soup. It was like, the, okay, there used to be the, the best soup in West Bloomfield, if you ask me, is the minestrone soup from Buddy's. Like, hands down, when you think of good soup, boom, it's the first thing I think of. But it was always that chicken tortilla soup from Max and Irma's. It was just like crack. It was f- kind of fake tasting, like very like artificial, but just so good. Um, it had like the little like tortilla strips that you would like put in there. Sometimes you could like top it off like a little bit of shredded cheese, but there was something about that tortilla soup that was just so unique. You could only go to Max and Irma's and get it. There was, there wasn't anywhere else where you could go get the tortilla soup. It was just Max and Irma's. And I also want to say that they had this deal that it was like $5 and it got you a burger and fries. I think it got you a drink and you got a cup of the tortilla soup, and you also had a choice of, like, a cookie, or for a dollar more, I think, you could go to the Sunday bar and make yourself a Sunday. Remember that little Sunday bar that they had? They had arcade games and stuff, too, but also something I remember about Max and Irma's was that was the first restaurant I remember going to where you could order crazy drinks off the kids' menu. Like, you would get a, it was, I don't even remember what they were, but it was like a drink with like crushed Oreos and like gummy worms and stuff like that. Like total horrible for you drinks that were just so good and so crappy. Like Max and Irma's just hit for on so many different levels. And it was just a great like like f- like family oriented atmosphere. Like you could as a family like you could go and like the kids would like hit a lick at the Sunday bar and they would get like the Oreo crazy drinks. But then, like, as an adult, like, you also got to, like, experience that chicken tortilla soup that was just so good. And I'm sure they had a really good bar. And, like, I'm sure, like, the food, like, their actual food was, like, really good. Because all I remember getting from Max and Irma's was their chicken tortilla soup. And that's about it. So, rest in peace, Max and Irma's. We all miss you so much. Well, guys, that about does it for today's special episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing this. And I think this is just a great idea um, for, you know, future episodes uh, or maybe even just like a future podcast um, for me, for myself. Uh, But that's for something for me to think about. Um, But anyways, if you had any sort of comments or ideas or if you want to see more of this, um, please let me know. Don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, Even if you agreed or disagreed with some of the things that I said today or if there was one place in particular that just completely slipped my mind and that I forgot to mention, feel free to let me know and shout it out. So new episodes every Wednesday, Motor City Hardball at 3 p.m. 
And yeah, that's all for today. We'll see you guys next week. I'm Brandon Rothenberg and enjoy the rest of your week.